0: Morning. Morning. Let's be turning to Genesis chapter 15. Genesis 15. <clears throat> the preeminent verse, the most important verse in this chapter is verse 6, where we read, And Abram believed in the Lord, and God counted it to him. For righteousness. Now, this is the first recorded instance in the scriptures that speaks of a man believing God. This is the first time that word is used to describe man's faith in God. And what that says to us is that the spirit has a purpose here in highlighting this to us and making known to us that there are those that believe the Lord, that believe the Word of God, that believe the that look for redemption among His people. And there's others that believed God before this Adam believed God, Seth believed God, Enoch believed God, Noah believed God, Shem believed God, Abram believed God before this, but this is the first time that this word believe or believed or believing is used in the scriptures right here, chapter 15, verse 6, and it's for this cause that Paul tells us that Abraham is the father of all them that believe it's recorded here and that's why Abraham is called the father of all them that believe <clears throat> now turn over to Romans chapter 4 and put a marker there when you when you get there because this chapter 4 of Romans is Paul expounds this verse immensely he, he goes into what this verse means the whole foundation of our faith is, is found right here, concerning our justification, concerning how that God justifies sinners. And in Romans 4, verse 23 and 24, Paul tells us that this was not written for Abram's sake alone, that it was imputed to him but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Christ, uh, that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. And so this last scripture here in Romans 4.24, it adds this critical piece to the faith of God's people, the faith that we have that, that believes our God. It's faith that believes the promised seed. Our faith looks to him who redeemed us. We're believing the word that God spoke concerning Christ, who is our salvation. It's not just a general faith of, I just believe something. I think things are just going to work out somehow. No, we believe God concerning his son, Jesus Christ. And we have every confidence. We trust that that. Christ and the work that Christ accomplished to redeem us. That he is our righteousness. Not my works, not what I do, not what I don't do, but what Christ has done. Who he is and what he came and accomplished by himself on the cross. On the cursed tree for his people. And so this is the faith of abraham that that is and this is the faith that's manifest in the saints of god this is the faith that god gives his children which looks away from self and looks to the lord jesus christ believes him trusts him rests in him for all our righteousness all our acceptance with god which is called justification we are justified we are righteous Before God, we are accepted of God for Christ's sake. So, we're going to be looking at justification by faith. Justification, and we want to understand that because carnal man looks to his faith, thinks that it's his faith that justifies him, and thereby makes faith a work, something that man does to save himself. But Abraham was justified by God. And Abraham's faith believed God. Abraham's faith looked to a person, the Lord Jesus Christ, and what he brought, the righteousness he wrought. And men glory in their faith, and we're not to glory in our faith, we're to glory in Christ. We glory in Christ Jesus, who laid down his life, who saved me, and and. We look to, We glory in him who gave us this faith, as our brother read in Ephesians chapter 2. That faith is that by grace you are saved through faith, and that faith is not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. God gave you that faith in the new man. It's a fruit of the Spirit. By the Spirit we have faith and believe all that our God has spoken concerning who we are, who he is, our need of his grace, whom he sent and what he accomplished when he came, fully completing the salvation of his people, fully accomplishing the salvation of his people. So faith is wrought in them that are regenerated by the Spirit. So Abraham was chosen, he was called, and he was blessed of God, and our God is the first cause of all things. Everything begins with God. We don't cause anything. All we do is cause trouble for ourselves, but God is the first cause of all things, and that's especially true with regard to his people. And so we read in verse 1, Genesis 15, verse 1. We'll go through these verses up to verse 6 and then drill into verse 6. Verse 1 says, after these things, now after what things? After all that's happened to Abram since the time he was called out of Ur of the Chaldees, Up until this most recent time where he conquered the four kings of the north, he triumphed over them, and he triumphed over Bera, king of Sodom, through the interposition of Melchizedek. And verse 1 says, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Now, Did you notice that it says the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision? In a vision. The word came to Abram in a vision. He could see this word speaking to him in his vision. That's because this is the eternal word of God. This is the Lord Jesus Christ pre-incarnate, before he came in the flesh. And it's by this word that God always speaks to men. And without this word, he does not speak to you and I. We don't know God except through the eternal word of God, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. This is that word which the Apostle John wrote of in John chapter 1 when he said, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. That's this word that came to Abram and is speaking to him now in a vision. And in fact, I'm going to read another thing that the Apostle John wrote in 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Just like he opened up in John chapter 1, he opens his epistle, 1 John chapter 1, almost the same way. And listen to how he describes Christ our Lord. He says, That which was from the beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. Christ is the word of God by whom all things are created. That's how God reveals himself to us through Jesus Christ, the word of God. For the life was manifested and we have seen it. And bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. This is the same word that Abram saw. When our Lord said, Abraham saw my day and rejoiced in it. He saw. He saw Christ. He saw the word of life before he came in the flesh. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So everything, you that believe Christ, who trust him for all your righteousness, everything that you know and understand about God has been given to you, revealed to you through Christ. That's how we know the Father. And apart from Christ, we don't know the Father. We'd be worshiping stumps and rocks and stones, and foolish things, trusting things that cannot save, but Christ has shown us the the true and living God, so that we know that he doesn't accept my works, he receives me in Christ for Christ's work, so that my glory is not in me and what I've done, but in what Christ has done for me, and so think of this verse in in that sense that, that Christ is the eternal word of God, Listen to this, Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That's true of the scriptures. That's true of the gospel preached faithfully in Christ. And that's true of Christ. That's how we know the word. That's how faith is given and wrought in us by the, the, by the word of God. All right. so this same word revealed to us comes to Abram in a vision saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. What would Abram be fearful of? Well, some note that that perhaps just having defeated and put to shame four kings of the north, perhaps they might mount a counteroffensive and come after him and take from him his treasure, what he had taken back from, from Sodom. They might come after him, or maybe even Bera, king of Sodom, was upset that he rejected his offer and and wouldn't become confederate with him and and turn him away. Maybe he would come against him. That's that's possible. Others have noted this man feared God. He feared God. And like Abram, all of us have various fears. That's true, isn't it? We all do have things that concern us, things that wake us up at night, things that trouble us, things that just crowd our thoughts and our, and our minds. And we know we're not too Worry about things because we can't add a single cubit of stature. We can't do anything about it. But we do. We, we, we do fret. And we do become anxious. And we do worry about things. But one thing that is true that all of God's children fear is we are taught the fear of the Lord. A godly fear. A righteous fear. A holy fear of our God so that we stand before him in awe reverently, knowing that this is the true and living God who takes thought of me, me, a sinner, a weak person, somebody who has nothing to give to God, yet God should take thought of me. And we stand in awe of him, knowing that we're in his hand. We're tiny. We're tiny in the face of God. We're smaller than a little lamb. I found some bugs, got into some pancake mix, and those things, those little critters, I just squish them with my finger and I you know, had to clean out everything, but, but I despise those little little critters. And the fact that God should be merciful and gracious to us who are by nature in Adam, filthy little critters in ourselves, that God should be merciful to me, a sinner, for Christ's sake, we stand in awe. And we love him for that. And, and because he shows us his love, He shows us his kindness, his patience, his grace toward us in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and he shows us how that you that follow Christ, we never suffer any loss for following Christ. Now, let me be clear. We do suffer. And we do suffer loss. All men and women suffer loss in this life. But for following Christ, we don't suffer loss. Nothing that, that he does not give us grace to, to trust him in it. What did Job say? Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And so he gives grace when he removes something from us. But, but he, our Lord said to the disciples, He said, When I sent you out without purse, without scrip, or or bag, without anything, lacked ye anything? And what did they say to Him? Nothing. Nothing, Lord, Your Lord protects you and provides for you and gives you exactly what you need so that everything his hand graciously gives you is for your good, for your comfort, for your, your peace in him. And so the Lord teaches his people to fear him, a godly fear, knowing that we are but dust. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. And so we do, we fear the Lord, we look to him, we want to hear his voice, because he is God, and we hear enough voices of nonsense in this world of the flesh, whether it's from outside or from within, we hear enough false voices, and we need to hear his voice, and he's, he's our wisdom, he's made unto us wisdom. And so, additional to that, we're comforted by the love and grace of our God in Christ, It's a comfort to know that he's my shield. He protects me from all harm. He's provided for me sufficiently and abundantly so that not only are my enemies put down and he protects me and shields me from them, but he's even delivered me from the just holy wrath of God by the death of himself and covered me with his blood. He's also our exceeding great reward so that Christ is the inheritance of the saints. And the scriptures tell us that we're his inheritance. I think that we have the better end of the deal there that he's our inheritance that he's our all that we dwell that we shall dwell with him for all eternity in his presence and we'll be joyful and glad for it we'll be joyful and glad for it and so Christ formed in you makes us to long for his presence look for that day look for his appearing for his return and so that promise That he's our inheritance, makes us strangers and pilgrims in this world. So that we understand we're in, we dwell in tents. This body is but a tent that we shall shed and and lay aside. And go to be forever with the Lord. And we look for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. We look for that glorious city, that beautiful city wherein Christ fills all in all. And we know our God and worship him without the, the the weight of this sin of the flesh. Now in verse two and three, Genesis fifteen, two and three, Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. Abram understood that that a child is the heir. One born of, of his own loins is his heir. And so our Lord teaches us that as he's in Christ, where he's adopted us into the family of God. Ephesians 1, verse 4. We're adopted into the family of God. We're his children. We're heirs of, of, of the hope of eternal life. And the Lord explains them in verse 4 and 5, saying, And behold, the word of the Lord came unto Abram, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. You're going to have a son, Abram, and he'll be your heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. Now, Paul helps us here. The Apostle Paul explains what this means, that this seed here speaks of the object of our faith, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we do understand that this seed also speaks of the innumerable company of the saints of God, all those for whom Christ came to redeem and and are his chosen people. But the primary significance of this verse here, of what the Lord is saying, this promise to Abram, is that from Abram's loins would issue forth the promised seed of woman, that one who should come and crush the serpent's head and redeem his people with his blood. This is the redemption that all God's saints in the Old Testament and the New Testament, we all look to that same redemption, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the promise God is giving to Abram. Now, let me prove that. Let me back that up in Scripture. In Galatians 3, this is the other chapter that Paul speaks of, this verse 6. But in Galatians 3, verse 16, it says, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed which is Christ. And so the Apostle Paul helps us to understand this is the promised seed that he's he's speaking to Abraham. That's what he's telling Abraham here. And and this is the faith that Abram had. This is the, the faith that Abram had, that in him shall all nations of the earth be blessed. In this seed, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Christ preached the gospel to Abram, or the Lord preached the gospel to Abram concerning the seed of Christ. He preached this gospel. Abram heard this good news, the same thing that delights our hearts, that says, Christ saved me, delivered me, he died for me, he loved me and gave himself for me. That same faith was the faith that Abram had. And I know this because in Galatians 3, verse 8, it says, The scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Now, this morning, I want to spend the rest of our time just looking at six things about justification by faith that the Lord gives us using Abraham as an example from verse 6. All right, we'll look at six things. First, justification is understood by faith. We understand justification by faith. In Genesis 15:6, "And Abram believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness." Now, as I understand it, this is the most expounded Old Testament text in the New Testament. This, this verse is dealt with more than any other verse in the New Testament. Paul wrote of this verse in depth. You can, when you go home this week, you can read Romans 4, and you can read Genesis, uh, Galatians 3, and it speaks of this verse. This is what Paul is writing about, our justification by faith and what that means. And Paul is resting the whole of our understanding of justification, how that a sinner is justified by God, not according to works, but in Christ. How that he gives that faith in his people that rests in and looks to the Lord Jesus Christ, not in the things that we do or don't do, but rests in in Christ. He believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. If you would understand justification, if you would know how can a sinner be justified with God, then look at justification by faith. It's by faith. Understand it's by faith. Second, the faith which is counted for righteousness is the faith which believes God concerning the promised seed. That faith which is counted for righteousness is faith that looks to the promised seed, the Lord Jesus Christ. So the scriptures teach us that there's no justification, no acceptance with God apart from Christ. He is all. If there's anything you come away from hearing this gospel, it's that Christ is all. He's all my salvation. You that believe him, that trust him for your righteousness, you have life. That's given to you by the Spirit of God. That's not brought by this flesh. That's laid hold of by the gift of faith wrought in you by the Spirit. And it looks to Christ. Paul, when he was preaching to the Jews and the Gentiles were standing around hearing what Paul was saying in Acts 13, verse 38 and 39, he said, Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man, this man, the Lord Jesus Christ, is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by him, All that believe are justified from all things, from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. We cannot save ourselves. This man obtained righteousness for us. This man justified us by his death, by his blood. And God raised him from the dead, thus declaring that we are justified of God. It's all wrapped up in him. It's all of him. Now, Abram was already a believer. When he left Ur of the Chaldees, he was a believer. And he was a just man. He was a just man, but his justification is never mentioned until Genesis 15, verse 6. It's, it's never mentioned until the scriptures connect his faith to the promised seed. And, and the Spirit did that on purpose, to show us that our faith is to look to Christ. Believe Him. Trust Him. Third, justification is by grace alone, through faith alone, through Christ alone. And so the scriptures teach us your justification is not by works. I know know you're familiar with this, but the scriptures teach us because we look so often to ourselves. We look at our flesh, we look at what we're doing, what we have done, what we are doing, what we're not doing, and that's our our meter for how we we feel. Feelings don't don't save us. Feelings are deceitful. Feelings can can steer us very wrong. We look to the Lord Jesus Christ, we're justified by him, not how we're feeling that day. And and trust me, I have feelings too. I know what it is to go up and down in a roller coaster. We need Christ. And that's why the scriptures are very clear. Look to The Lord Jesus Christ. Go back to Romans 4. And here we see it in this part. And we're going to be back again in Romans 4. But Romans 4 verses 8 through 11. Showing us, declaring to us that it's not by works. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Because we're all sinners. That man is blessed whom the Lord does not impute sin. Cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only. Does it come by ceremony and religious forms that we follow? Or upon the uncircumcision also? For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. We know that Abraham was righteous because faith was wrought in him. How was it then reckoned, verse 10, when he was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. So Paul's emphasizing here that Abraham wasn't even circumcised when he believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness to show us it's by faith. Now that may not seem like a big thing to you and I today that are Gentiles. But one time I mentioned that this very scripture here to a Jewish co-worker. And when I said it, that Abraham believed God and it was imputed to him for righteousness outside of circumcision, his eyes lit up. He couldn't believe it. He was astounded by that very truth that God imputed righteousness to Abraham, and he wasn't even circumcised. Because they look to Abraham as their father too. They think he's their father, and 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 they rejoice in the circumcision. But they don't see. They miss the weight of this verse that we are justified by faith in Christ. And he received verse eleven, the sign of circumcision a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had yet being uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. And so you that believe Christ, rejoice, rest in him. Thank your God for him and that faith which is wrought in you, because that is the gift of God to his child. Yes, we know that we're sinners. Yes, we know we need his grace. That's a gift of God. And that faith that believes Christ, apart from my works, that trusts him, is the gift of God. It's the work of the Spirit in you. Fourth, justification is obtained for us by Christ, so that faith trusts a person. Faith doesn't trust faith. Faith trusts Christ. Faith believes the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done to put away my sin. You know, Abram didn't just believe that there's a God. The devils believe that there's a God. And, and, and they tremble. We know there's a God. He didn't just believe historical facts that God is the creator and that God made all things. And he, he believed God. His faith was in God. He believed in the Lord and what the Lord spoke to him concerning Christ. Look now at Romans 4, 21 through 25. Notice what his faith is in here. Being fully persuaded that what God had promised, God was able also to perform. And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Where's your faith? Is it in your faith? Is it in what you do? Or is your faith looking to your God, looking to your Savior, looking to the Lord Jesus Christ, believing He is my righteousness. When He died, I died. When His blood was shed, He covered my sin and put it away and obtained forgiveness for me, a sinner, and gave me life. By His life I have life and I live and follow Him in faith being led by the spirit and it's all of his work. Look to, look to him. Therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. We haven't even entered We haven't even entered into the equation and the Lord is already telling us we're justified in Christ. We're justified by him. He's done the work. Fifth, justification is not the result of our act of believing. That's because carnal, I say that because carnal men make faith a work of this flesh. You have to believe else you cannot be saved. Well, you will believe if you are the Lord's. If Christ laid down his life for you and redeemed you with his blood, Faith shall be wrought in you. You are a lost sheep, you shall be found by the Spirit and, and given faith, given life. You shall hear the gospel and believe that word. You'll receive that word and believe the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not a work of the flesh, it's a it's a gift of the Spirit. Faith rests in Christ and his finished work of salvation. Justice has been satisfied by the Lord Jesus Christ. Our sins have been blotted out. You that believe, they have been put away already by the Lord Jesus Christ. We were justified before the foundation of the world. That's why he's called the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. When the Father covenanted with the Son to save a people, to redeem a people chosen by the Father and given to Christ as his bride. And then we were saved when Christ came and, and laid down his life on the cross. And this, the knowledge of this salvation is, is brought to us, shown to us in faith, given to us by the Spirit. So then we see and understand, my God has done all these things for me, and I've done nothing for him. I was wandering around in darkness, bouncing off of religious walls and thinking I was doing something, and all I was doing was working up wrath for myself, wrath in myself, and and not understanding the things of God. Even so, he graciously brought the gospel to me, brought me under the gospel, and opened my ear, and made me to hear this glorious good news, and to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and trust him, and look to him, and rest in him. And so, faith doesn't activate the blessings, faith is the result of the blessings, of God for us in Christ. Faith comes as a result because all these blessings that Christ wrought for us shall be given, shall be given in the the appointed day of our salvation when God is pleased to make us to hear this truth. Now we are legally justified by God through Christ when he died on Calvary uh, on the tree, at Calvary on the tree. Turn over to Romans 3, let's just see this in Romans 3. verse 24 through 26. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Now that's a clear declaration that we're justified by Christ, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith. That is, it's communicated to us what God has done in putting away his anger and wrath from us and putting it on Christ pouring out his wrath on him and not on me. And we know that through faith. It's communicated to us through faith. Through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission or forgiveness of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Now, that last phrase, the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus, it, that's how we identify those who are the saints of God. How do you know who are the children of God? Those that believe him. Those that, that, that believe that Christ is all my righteousness. There's a child of God. Oh, they believe there's a child of God. It, God manifests them that are his by the faith which he gives them that looks to Christ and doesn't trust themselves, has no confidence in the flesh, but believes Christ. Now, sixth, we receive and experience this justification by faith. Faith is how we now enjoy it. Faith is what our God gives us to know what he's done, to believe Christ and to know that what he's done is all my salvation, all my righteousness. I can't work for this. I can't make it better Christ is all, he's done everything, and faith rests in him, faith rejoices in him with the joy of the saints, being thankful to God for what he's done for me, in spite of me, in spite of the fact I bring nothing to, to him, he's done it all, he's done it all, and all the fruits I do have are all the gift, all the working of his spirit in me. So let me just show you two verses there. In Romans 4.25, the last verse of that chapter, and then we'll read the first verse of the fifth chapter. So Romans 4.25, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Bam, it's all resting in Christ. It's all on Christ. uh, Chapter 5, verse 1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. When the Apostle Paul wrote the scriptures, that comma was not put there after faith. That's the translators who put that comma there. We are justified. And by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's how we know Him. That's how this is communicated to us. And and, and, and we know and rest in Christ by faith. Peter confirmed the same thing when he said in 2 Peter 1.1, he wrote to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. All the children of God have obtained this faith. It's been given. It's a gift of God for the saints. So that, that, that's how we, we know that we're the children of God. How we know that we're saints by the faith which he's given to us. We have nothing to boast in of ourselves. We glory in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we look away from from self. We look to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me just read 1 John 5, 1. Just that one. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. How do you know those that are born of God? They believe the Lord Jesus is the Christ. We, we know that he's the Christ. Faith follows the birth. And everyone that loveth him, that begat, loveth him also that is begotten of him. Actually, no, I'm just going to read a few more. First John 5, verse 10 goes on and says, He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. Our Lord's telling us the witness that we are gods is the faith which he's given to us. How do I know if I'm a child of God? Do you believe that Christ is all your righteousness? Are you looking to him alone? Or are you looking to something you do? (laughs) It's the witness in you that you are Christ's. That you are his child. You believe him. That's the witness. He also calls it the record. Well, he says, yeah. The record, verse 11. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. That's the record. You that believe him. You have the record. You have the witness in you that God has given to you eternal life. There's nothing left undone. There's nothing more that you need to do. Christ has done it all. And this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, hence that faith. And he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. He doesn't have faith. And so that's how God bears witness in those that are his. He reveals faith to them. And faith, you that believe Christ, are justified. Not by your faith, but by Christ. You know that you're justified. You believe that you're justified by Christ because God has given you that faith that looks away from self to him who saved us, who loved us and gave himself for us. I pray the Lord bless that word to your hearts, brethren, and that he teach us more and more what he's done, that we rest in his salvation. We believe him. And look for him more and more by his grace.